Welcome to Be the Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to take a moment to rate my podcast and click subscribe. This helps people learn about Be the Scandal and gives them the opportunity to join this journey of radical self love. Now let's jump into the episode. We've all done things we're not proud of. Behaviors that have left us feeling a range of emotions from embarrassment to overwhelming shame. There are things in my life that when I used to think about them, I would feel overwhelmed with shame because I didn't know how to sit with the shame that came with these thoughts. I would try to run away from the shame by banishing the thoughts of this event or this thing that happened. And I would do my best to act like it never happened. Or what would happen would be those negative judgmental thoughts would come in and shame me even more for making those choices in the first place. The interesting part about these reactions is that they're actually protective, things that I would do in order to cope with the shame. And yes, although you might be thinking, well, that's pretty dysfunctional, you're right, it is. But shaming myself was a way a part of me tried to keep myself safe by not making that kind of decision again which when you think about it, it makes sense. I'm sure we've all been shamed by someone in our life after we did something that didn't meet their expectations or that disappointed them. We learn at some point that shame is an attempted motivator to keep us from doing that behavior again. So just as it was modeled to us probably when we were younger, we then do it to ourselves when we're an adult. I like to think of this harsh inner critic as that shameful parent voice, that shameful parent that has a pretty intense opinion on the way you should be living life and really reverts to shame in those moments when we don't meet our own expectations. Even as I'm sitting with this energy right now as I record this, I want to move far away from the energy of this shameful parent voice. It doesn't feel good and it certainly doesn't help us in moving forward in self-love. So right now, I'm curious if you have moments in your life that when you think about them, you try to move as far away from these thoughts as you can, trying your best to avoid the shame, guilt, and any other emotion in between that might be coming up when you think about this moment. Maybe you also have a harsh inner critic, a part of you that's trying their best to keep you safe by reminding you of what a terrible decision that thing was. As you allow these moments in time to come to your mind, simply notice what's happening in your body, any tightness, tension, or sensations. Our inner thoughts may be loud when we recall these moments, but our body also is giving us a lot of information in its response to these memories when they pop up. Now, this episode isn't about drudging up your past or making you sit in shame. It's actually the opposite. This episode is an invitation into self-forgiveness. And as I say these words, simply notice your body's reactions to them. When I think of forgiveness in general, I immediately think of how elusive it's been in my life. Forgiveness is something a lot of us are taught that we, quote, should be doing. Yet embodying the energy of forgiveness is a whole different ballgame, especially because we're talking about self-forgiveness. The definition of forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. And in this conversation today, this someone is you. Until recent years, I never knew how active forgiveness was. I remember being younger and offering passive forgiveness, the words, I forgive you, without any real energy shift or love behind them. It was a thing I would offer because that was, quote, the right thing to do. And there was a part of me that really wanted to be a good girl and do the right thing. 
And I share this because this isn't the energy I want you to offer yourself. Depending on the instances in your life that you're shaming yourself for, you might be at varying points on the forgiveness spectrum. At the bare minimum, I want this episode to be an invitation to open the door to the possibility of self-forgiveness. It's okay if right now you're feeling a lot of resistance to the idea of forgiving yourself. Honestly, I would expect some resistance because if resistance wasn't there, you would have already forgiven yourself for those things in your past. And since there's probably things in your life you haven't forgiven yourself for, I'm going to invite you in this moment to get curious into why you aren't forgiving yourself. It's always important to me to explore the function of the lack of self-forgiveness. Remember when I said earlier that our inner responses to past behaviors are protective? Well, you're smart and wired to stay safe, so we need to understand why it would be unsafe, at least to your parts, to forgive. So if you're willing, let's get curious. I invite you to think of an event or a behavior in your past that you can't quite seem to forgive yourself for. Maybe it was something you did or something you didn't do. Ideally, I want you to think of something that's a little distressing to your system, but not traumatic. We don't want to throw you into an intensely activated place right now. We want to get curious and have you still be able to be present in the inquiry. When you have this moment in time in your mind, I want you to notice what comes up in your experience. Maybe it's a body reaction, tightness, tension, or sensation. Or maybe it's a thought. Or it's resistance to even pull up this memory at all. If you're able to pull up a memory, and if resistance is present too, I invite you to simply ask this resistance to step aside. It doesn't need to completely go away, but what we're wanting to do is to talk to whatever that resistance is protecting. Then when you feel ready, I invite you to grab a journal and let's ask these curious questions, allowing whatever answer without judgment to come to the surface and be witnessed by you. Feel free to change the wording of these questions to feel more authentic to yourself in your own voice. The first question is, how is my lack of self-forgiveness keeping me safe? Another way to ask that question is, what is it protecting me from? And allow whatever answer to come forward and jot it down. The next curious question is, what would happen if I forgave myself? What would that mean for me? Another question I love is what would people say or do if they found this thing out about me? This particular question is one that has kept me in shame spirals for quite a long time. It's kept me small and really kept a lot of distance between me and even the idea of self-forgiveness. And the last question for this moment is what does it say or mean about me that I did this thing? and insert the behavior or experience that you're ashamed of. For example, what does it say about me that I made the decision to date that person for as long as I did? Or what does it mean about me that I sent that text that I know I shouldn't have sent? And allow in this moment, whatever wants to be witnessed to come through and jot it down. And as you reflect on the answers to these questions, I want you to remember this. The first step in self-forgiveness is being present in the truth of what was or what is. When we run from the truth and try to avoid it, we aren't able to move forward with the energy of forgiveness. Once you're able to be present in the truth of what is in a non-judgmental way, and for me this means those decisions that you made, those behaviors that you engaged in, the things that you chose in that moment, 
I want you to bring in a drop of compassion and some acceptance, giving yourself permission to have made that choice in your past. I truly believe that we are always making decisions that keep us safe and connected. And yes, sometimes those decisions you made when you look back on it, especially now as you have more wisdom, you might be really feeling like you wish you would have made a different decision. But in this moment, can we offer that younger version of you compassion for making that decision that they made with the information that they had at the time, with the tools that they had at the time? And it's not that we're condoning the decision or advocating to make that decision again, but we're really doing this in the energy of, I know why I made that decision, or it would make sense that I made that decision in that moment. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about a free download to help you lower your levels of distress. This mindfulness meditation is one of my favorite practices to quickly ground my energy and show myself love by slowing down in those moments when I need it. You can find this free meditation in this episode's show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. And after being in the energy of acceptance of the decision that we made, I invite you to get curious into what that younger version of you needed in that moment. If we're looking deeper underneath the behavior, what need were you trying to meet via that behavior, via that thing that you did? And I'm going to give you an example. And honestly, this example feels really edgy for me to share but it's something that I felt such deep shame over. And it was something that prevented me from putting myself out in the public eye for years and years until that moment that I was able to access radical self-forgiveness. So here's my example. A younger version of me when I moved to Nashville was experiencing devastating heartbreak and a lot of betrayal. And because I was deeply hurting, I was feeling unlovable, unworthy, I was feeling not good enough, I was doing a lot of things to try to cope with this intense emotional pain. And maybe that resonates with you. If you have any kinds of these core beliefs, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough. I know that you know this deep emotional pain. And in that moment in time, as I was trying to keep myself away from my emotional pain, I made some decisions, including sending some provocative photos to someone I didn't really know well, which for me was out of integrity with who I wanted to be and how I wanted to move through the world which is why I think I felt so much shame over this experience. And after the short interaction with this person ended, I felt endless shame. It was like I was drowning in it and it was swallowing me whole. And when I would think about it after this experience, I would do my best to distract myself only after I thoroughly shamed myself. I remember telling myself I could never have a public platform because what would people think of me if they found out I did this or these photos came out? I couldn't be present in the truth of what I did and sit fully with the shame that came with it. And if I think about it, the function of this behavior, so sending the photos, was an attempt to feel love, to feel good enough, and feel connected to someone because I was coping with heartbreak. Or I guess I could say I wasn't coping well with heartbreak. And I was trying to get that need met through this behavior. And I feel like this is important to note. I was also trying to get that need met through another person because I didn't know how to meet that for myself. I didn't know how to access self-love and support and compassion and actually process the heartbreak. So now I've clearly done some work with this because I'm recording it here. But now when I see this part of me that made that decision, I don't want to shame her because shaming her is essentially canceling this part of me. 
It's communicating to myself that I don't even want to be present with her. And when I'm shaming her, I'm rejecting her further. So when we really simplify this process, I felt unlovable and unworthy. So I engaged in this behavior. And because I couldn't forgive myself for the longest time, I was reinforcing this narrative of unlovability and unworthiness because I was canceling myself and shaming this part of me for existing. And I want you to let that energy sink in for a moment. When we're shaming, rejecting, and canceling parts of ourselves, we most likely are reinforcing the negative narratives that we have about ourselves and deepening the wounds we were trying to cope with in the first place. The only way to support ourselves in moving forward and stepping into radical self-love is to witness these parts of ourselves and meet them in the energy of compassion and acceptance. So going back to the question from a few minutes ago, I invite you to get curious into what that younger version of you needed in that moment. If you're looking beyond the behavior, what need were you trying to meet via that behavior? And once you have this answer, I'm wondering if you feel open to offering this part of you support and meeting this need. It's never too late to go back and rewrite these narratives. In my example, I needed to feel love. I needed to feel connection. So what I could do in this moment, I could do today, is I could drop into a visualization and imagine sitting with this 20-something version of me and holding her hands and communicating that she is worthy of love even if she doesn't fully connect with that truth right now. And I would let her know that because she is valuable and worthy of connection, that I, the version of me now, want to spend time with her. And then I would imagine just myself simply sitting with her, being with her, just being really present with her. She doesn't need to be canceled, abandoned, or rejected. The only antidote is love. And giving her permission to have made the decision she made and supporting her in moving forward now. Because now that I know more, I can cope differently. And I don't have to worry about making that decision again. And I would want to communicate that to her. Because when parts of us get activated, it's like they're frozen in time. Time is not linear. It's like when she was activated, I would go back to that 20-something version of me. So she might not even know that I have so many more tools to handle emotional pain. And I want to invite you, using that example, to really be intentional after this episode to spend some time with that part of you that you're maybe canceling, that you're shaming for making those decisions that they made whatever those decisions were. And I want you to really remember this. This is from Maya Angelou. And she said, do the best that you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And like I said, self-forgiveness has to start with that compassion and acceptance of what it was and learning how to love ourselves from here love ourselves unconditionally, and continue to move forward because we know better now. We know more now. We have more tools. And supporting those parts of us that didn't have the tools then and giving them permission to exist and be a part of us because they are a part of us and they deeply deserve your love. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.